0: Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org thrive.
1: Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome. Today, I am so excited. We have a very special guest. Heather Strout, who is a physical therapist with a practice in Westport, Connecticut. She is also the owner of a different approach to physical therapy, which is a private physical therapy practice that specializes in whole person treatment of pelvic dysfunction. Heather is a magical person I know both personally and professionally and I'm so excited to hear not just about her work but also her journey as an intuitive healer and helper. So Heather, welcome.
2: Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and um, talk about this awesome intuitive gift we have, I suppose. Yay, it
1: is most definitely a gift. And I can attest to the fact that Heather is very gifted, which is one of the reasons why I invited her to be one of our very first guests on this show. Heather, can you tell us just a little bit about what you do in your work and then we'll segue into the, the talk of the intuition piece?
2: Sure. So within my private practice, I'm a physical therapist by trade, but I specialize in pelvic rehabilitation and I have a heavy focus on manual therapy. So I work on whole body, but I use techniques like visceral mobilization, lymphatic drainage, myofascial release in order to help people unwind their dysfunctions
1: so by manual therapy what heather means is that i think stop me if i'm wrong is that she actually puts her hands on people and works with them physically and having been on her table before i will tell you it feels a little bit like a very intense massage so it's very very cool and different and do most physical therapists do manual therapy is that a common thing is that a not i know nothing about the field and i'm sure my most of my listeners don't either
2: Right. I wouldn't know the exact percentage, but I would say that my practice is quite unique for a couple of reasons. One, in that I spend a full hour with patients and I am pretty much hands-on the whole time. There are some cases where I will teach people exercises and stretching, but even then I'm sort of manually assisting them and guiding them. Other practices tend to be a little bit more focused in exercising and the practices tend to be set up more like a gym without too much privacy and Ah. You know, so I, the goal of my practice is for people to feel that they have a safe space because a lot of times during our manual therapy sessions, you know, people need to release all sorts of things and it's all, and especially with the specialty in pelvic health, we obviously need that private, quiet setting. Yeah. Got it.
1: So Sounds like you spend more time with people, more direct time with people, and that it sounds like too that you're doing, I mean, I know, but you stop me if I'm wrong, but I know from personal experience that, you know, and also from my therapeutic background, that people often store a lot of stuff in their body, so traumas, emotions, stuff that we are maybe not, it's not moving through us smoothly, get stuck in our physical form, and so is that what you're talking about when you say when you work on people? I mean, do you assist with that level as well?
2: Yes. I think it, for me, it's been a, an evolutionary process. So <laughs> I basically went into the field because I have a deep curiosity and interest in human anatomy and how we function. So human physiology. I also, well, I double majored in psychology ah. because I, I really feel that, you know, people's emotions are obviously stored in their body potentially. and if I didn't sort of intertwine people's emotions and what they're thinking and their past into what I'm feeling when I'm working on the tissues in their body, then I wouldn't have the whole picture. I wouldn't have the whole knowing. And so, yes, I absolutely find, you know, and I might not know exactly what the story is behind the restriction or the you know stickiness or the tightness or the weakness in the tissue but you know i know that i need to work on that area and through working on it you know conversations will come up and sometimes or it's just quiet and but i still can feel the release and so yep we all have issues in our tissues as i like to say
1: that's so beautiful issues in our tissues i love that i'm going to make sure that phrase is in the episode notes this beautiful. I know from having worked with you that you have magical hands. And it seems like, and again, I want to hear this from you too. I'm, I'm the person on the table, but I'm sure people are curious about what it feels like on both sides. But it just seems like, you know, if, if there's something going on in my body, I don't have to tell Heather at all. I lie down on the table and her hands are like, boom, right, you know, right where it's hurting or right where it's stiff. And I'm thinking that that's probably a little bit about how your intuition plays into your work, but I would love to hear from you you know what it looks like to you and how you incorporate your intuition into this beautiful physical therapy work that you do.
2: I would say it's magical to me too. When I do therapy on people, often they'll say, "You know, "How did you know that it hurt there?" And I'll sort of ask myself that, you know, cognitive question. And I'll say, how did I know it hurt there? And my response, my automatic response and my truth is that I just knew. And so I don't exactly know how it works, to be honest. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) People ask me that all the time. They're like, you know, how does it work? How do you know that? How did you get that? And it's true intuition. I mean, you can teach people to tap into it, but when it's happening, it's magical. You know, it's not something you know. Anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, I love what I do because it's always I feel like it's so playful and it's sort of learning along with my patients about what's going on. And so, and a lot of the therapy, you know, that I've trained in, it's all about listening, right? And so we can listen with our ears, but we can also listen with our hands. Oh, that's beautiful. so that's how I sort of incorporate both of those. And, you know, I could be holding a conversation with somebody that has nothing to do with what I'm working on. And yet my hands just sort of follow the unwinding of the tissue. And, you know, sort of the bigger, the bigger picture is once you know anatomy so well, and I'm such an anatomy geek, like I was an anatomy uh, assistant in, in our labs. that all Four years of college, and you know, I just love everything to do with the attachments and the insertions Mm -hmm. and the nerves and the organs and the fascia connective tissue, everything. And so, I already have that map in my brain. And so, once my hands sort of get on whatever the anatomical position is, then I'm just sort of following you know, the unwinding, which is probably more of the trauma and the emotion. Right. And whether it's physical or you know mental, so that's probably what I'm following, but it's just the knowing the exact thing of the anatomy that I think helps get me the precision I need.
1: That's such a good point that you make too, because I often find with intuition, when we're using our intuition, some people lead with their knowledge, right? So they're going to be thinking through this person comes in and their shoulder hurts. And my training says, if their shoulder hurts, it could be this, this, or this, and I'm going right. to try to figure out with my mind what it is. What I hear you saying that you do, and, and stop me if I'm wrong, is that you use your incredible knowledge base about anatomy and physiology as sort of a backdrop, and then you let your hands work. And as you work, you know you have that backdrop of knowledge that, of course, you're drawing on, but you're not leading with it. You're letting that combine with your intuitive knowing and letting the intuition inform you how to use your knowledge base
2: rather than the other way around. I think, you know, when you're in school, you're, you're learning, you know, what we would consider facts and what we would consider, you know, the truths of the science. Right. But, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, of research and of science, but there's, I think it's very limiting if we don't allow, you know, the person's, you know, whole self and whole experience and who they are to sort of lead the way.
1: Yeah. My experience sometimes when I'm working is that All of the knowledge that I have from my ridiculous many years of schooling, because I have many degrees at this point, because I'm also a learning new things kind of, I'm more of a psychology geek, but nonetheless, Mm -hmm. but the way I see it is like, my brain is like a file cabinet and my intuition knows which drawer to open. And then when that drawer is opened, Mm -hmm. I have the information I need. It's information I learned, but I'm using my intuition to figure out which file to pull in a present moment. And I find for me that, you know, it just helps me be more present with my clients and, and get to the heart of things so much more quickly than if I was using my you know rational brain and, and doing things the other way around, which is when we open the file and we try to figure out which one to pull. And it just takes a lot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's an analogy similar in physical work, which is basically the file cabinet and you go to open up the drawer and the drawer is stuck. And so you have two options. You can either pull and yank and force the door Ah. open, or you can push it back in, you could wiggle it around, get it back on track and then let it glide out easily. And Ah. so that's also a guiding factor in how I approach the body, right? So I am not forcing anything. I'm just facilitating and sort of going in the direction of ease.
1: That's beautiful. And I'm sure that is much more comfortable for your patients as well. Yes. Yeah. And I think too, it it respects the inherent wisdom that we all have in our bodies. I mean, our bodies know how to self-heal. They know everything. And really what a good healer or helper is doing, at least in my mind, is they're working with that flow and helping right. redirect you know, the flow and, and reactivate the healing that's already there. So if you're trying to force something, I, I imagine you might be going against the natural flow of the body and the natural wisdom.
2: Right. Right. Yep. And I
1: heard you saying before how you use your intuition too. It sounds to me like you're also having a, a communication or a conversation with the body when you work through your hands. Does it feel like that to you?
2: Yeah. I mean, when reflecting back on how this actually all comes together, you know, when a person, a person first comes into my office and we're, you know, having our intake or our evaluation, you know, certainly they're sharing with me what they're experiencing and kind of what led them to the experiencing of what, what's going on. But it's what I also, what I personally also experience is this, what I would call like a download that happens where I'm listening and I'm gathering what their story is. But, you know, I sort of live in a way that we're like more than our story. And, and so I'm sort of gathering what I, it almost feels like I download kind of what they're feeling in their body based on, you know, intuition, you know, and their story. And so like, I could literally, and sometimes you know, it works out that I can literally physically feel what they feel. And so I have to be careful with that dance of, you know, sort of knowing what's theirs and knowing what's
1: mine. <laughs> right. So the the empath dance. So we've talked yeah. about this before in this podcast, and we will talk about it again. But there are some folks out there, and often we are drawn to healing professions that intuitively feel what other people are feeling in their bodies, in your body. So if someone's sad, you might feel sad. If someone has pain in a certain part of their body, you might feel that with them. And so empaths have a great gift and are often drawn to the healing professions because we have this gift and we can use it to be of service, but we have to be really careful because sometimes we can take on other people's pains, physical and mental, emotional, and that's not our job. So right. that's a really good point. I, in working with you, feel that you have impeccable boundaries. I mean, that's something that I think it seems to me that you're super good at, what do you do? like how do you maintain those boundaries as an empath working with your hands on people for you know sixty minutes at a pop?
2: Well, oh, that's a really good question. I think it's just how I live my life in terms of grounding and being so confident in who I am, and so it's hard to put my finger on exactly you know you know yes, I, I could say that I practice yoga and I meditate in order to ground myself, but i, I I'm going with the fact that I think it really stems from you know, sort of childhood and that deep, unconditional love that I felt as a child. And so, like, I don't have to take anybody else's stuff on because I feel really complete in who I am. So,
1: That's so beautiful. So let that be a model for all of us (laughs) to work on. (laughs) No, seriously, it's so beautiful because I do find when I work with you, you have beautiful boundaries. And, and it's important too. And I think too, in working with a practitioner that has, who is an empath so that you have that compassion, but also those boundaries in a way probably help your patients feel safe, right? Because there isn't yeah. that commingling of energy that I know as an empath myself with certain body workers, it feels uncomfortable to me. I love, you know, someone who has those clear boundaries so that our energies don't mingle when they have their hands yeah. on me for an hour.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm just very clear that we're all our individual souls, right? And so there is a oneness about, you know, our energy, but, you know, who we are as, you know, as human form feels very, very protected and sacred to me. So, yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's so important in walking that dance between honoring your own individuality as you present here on Earth and that greater you know, oneness, it's so important. And sometimes people, empaths in particular, can lose track of the fact that when you're here on earth, you're here to do you. And that's super important. That's actually the, the biggest gift that you offer to this planet. Yeah. Heather, you also talked about getting information downloads and hearing your intuition when people are telling their stories. And I know when I've worked with you, sometimes you'll be working on a body part and you'll have a hit and you'll, you know, you'll tell me, oh, I see water or I'm wondering like, what was going on when you were 12 years old. Or... So can you talk a little bit more about how you have this knowing and the way in which it informs your practice? Because I think it's
2: really powerful. I think it's mostly, it's a, again, an evolution over time. And I think it's just a trust. It's like a deep trust of like what I'm feeling. And I get it mostly viscerally, right? I don't hear things. I don't necessarily see things. Sometimes I see color. Sometimes I'll, you know, see an image. It's it's often usually related to nature. So I don't know oh, how that relates. <laughs> but uh, I... Yeah, it's just just like a trusting of my senses. It's hard to explain, you know, because I think for a long time, I probably would say, you know, I would sort of ignore, I wouldn't really pay attention to it, or I would uh-huh. ignore it, or wouldn't give it too much focus, right? Because I thought, well, people just want to know science, and they want to know, you know, the technique that I'm using. And often people would say, you know, what, what exactly are you doing?
0: And, you know, I would
2: sort of in the past, I would say, oh, well, you know, this is a technique I learned at this training or that training. And, you know, often now I just say it's, you know, heather therapy. So, uh, (laughs) so So I don't exactly know how it happens.
1: I think what I hear you saying is that, you know, it took you a while. And I think this is true for many of us to sort of start to allow yourself to listen to that inner knowing and listen to your intuition and and make it a thing that you trusted and then also sometimes shared with others. What was the turning point for you? Like when did you recognize that this was valuable and maybe something that you wanted to tune in more to? Oh,
2: uh, I think I have to give a lot of credit to a friend of mine who's also an intuitive and she's an artist and she does a lot of like stream drawing and her she was a, a patient of mine at one point and you know, she. We would just like play this game together, where she would say, "Tell me what you see and tell me what you feel," and oh. in a way that like felt very freeing to me. That wow, she's actually interested in kind of the real stuff that I'm, you know, sensing and and intuiting. And so it felt very validating, you know, to have somebody say, you know, this is this is real. This is part of what you know how you do what you do. I think before before I trusted it or before I, I trusted others, I should say, enough to share with them, right? I was still doing intuition and I was still doing intuitive work, but I wasn't you know, verbalizing it. So,
1: Got and, it. So you yeah. were trusting it, but having this relationship with this patient helped you, A, know that it was valued and valuable, and B, maybe even tap into it a little bit more deeply because you had that back and forth and someone who was really encouraging you and allowing you to explore the full extent of your gifts. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So, I would love to hear a little bit more personally about your intuitive knowing and how you use it in your life. Heather, I know, is the mother of two young boys, and so in your personal life, what's what's your story and what's your journey? Do you use your intuition
2: at all? I think I always use my intuition. I think it, I, I don't think I could get <laughs> I through. So mother, I don't think I could get through mothering without it. You know, I think mothering. I think becoming a mother really strengthened my intuition I'll tell you that when I was pregnant with my first it wasn't a rough pregnancy physically but there was a lot happening you know from the outside world including you know doctors and highly respected doctors telling me that you know my son wasn't going to make it that he wasn't gonna survive outside the womb and I remember sitting here in my house for four days after I had that message around 12 weeks I think of gestation and I was just having a conversation with him, with my son in my belly. And, you know, he was telling me, you know, mom, I'm okay. Like what they're saying is not right.
0: Oh. And
2: I, I know I, I can never get through this story without crying. Oh, but um, there was many, uh, there were about five or six, you know, attempts to derail the pregnancy from the outside world. And he was born whole, complete, perfect, and healthy. And what's even more profound is, you know, he is such a healer already, and he is, I couldn't imagine what this planet would be like without him, uh-huh. right? So <laughs> so that really allowed me to dig my heels in, you know, and, and really trust, you know, just my deeper knowing. And that, you know, the universe is here to help us, and the universe is here to help us, just guide us, and follow the direction of ease, right? So, and then when my uh, second was born, that was just another validation of... I just I always have this love for children, right? Because I really feel like they, you know, they they choose us. They choose us as parents, right? And you know, I think I'm not trying to fill a void by having a child or parenting a child and I'm really I'm really here again, facilitating their journey, right? Like just like how I facilitate my parents' journey or my parents, my patients' journey. <laughs> Maybe um, your parents' journey
1: you know, too, not let's too. be realistic.
0: <laughs>
2: Yes, Our children Uh, are our greatest teachers,
1: which by, which means we are our
2: parents' greatest teachers. Right, right. Yeah. So it's just, it's really playful and again, right. We get on each other's nerves and I, obviously I'm not going to like, you know, say that I don't like get angry or, or things like that. But I think it's, you know, super, it's just such a joy, like watching these souls, like just manifest, you know, how they ought to be. And, uh. Again, when the world is stressful and things situations are stressful, I just always just keep going back to like what feels good and what feels right, and you know, also trusting that my kids know a lot, right? They they came knowing yeah. most things, right? So it makes it a lot easier because I don't feel like I have to teach them to be human, right? They're already like more human and more loving than I could ever want them to be, so.
1: And tuning into that and helping them learn to express that and develop that is so important because I think a lot of times, especially with boys, they lose touch with some of that, or we overparent and we think we have to tell our kids everything to protect them, and we and they lose, you know, what they already know. They lose that wisdom that they come in with. So I think that's so beautiful, yeah. and I also think it's so beautiful how you talk about. And i don't know if you've ever thought of it this way but i know that one of the things that you do is is help women to you know really trust in and, and heal their bodies and, and tune into the wisdom in their bodies and it sounds like your first pregnancy journey was about that for you in that you know you yes. had your son's soul telling you no it's cool don't listen to what everyone else is saying but we've had other guests who've talked about conception and tuning into that wisdom and communicating with your soul baby and it sounds like you know that's what was going on for you in that moment and also I'm wondering if that doesn't also help you know you the way that you help other women because you've had such a great experience where your your child spirit and your body told you things were well even when the medical community was maybe giving you a different message.
2: Yes, for sure. I think pretty much everything that I've experienced in my physical body somehow has showed up in my professional life and in my practice. And, you know, even before I had my first, I also had pelvic pain and and pain with intercourse. And that's Uh, how I decided to go into the specialty I did. And, you know, it feels so difficult and people, you know, that I see that have had this pain for four and five and 10 years,
0: you know, they feel like
2: there's no answers. And you know, I I was able, you know, to carve out my silver lining of, Oh, wow. Like this is what I was meant to do. I was meant to help people with this. And I happened to already be in grad school, you know, to be a physical therapist. Though I thought I wanted to be a pediatric physical therapist because of how much I like the babies. Right. But you know, then I developed this condition and it was literally like a God moment for me when I said, wait a minute, I'm going to school for something that, you know i can that i'm experiencing and that i can help other people when there is a lack of providers for sure and still is i absolutely you know i feel like again like going with the direction of ease and i feel like a lot of what i experience has been like a gift and you know when i share my story with other patients when the time is right or if it's necessary i just really feel like a huge weight lifted off their shoulders and you know, and then I share with them how, you know, how I got through it and largely because of my intuition and my knowing. And, you know, I think that gives them a lot of, a lot of confidence and just a lot of healing in and of itself to know that, you know, they already have all the tools to get through, you know, this life, right. Um, They might need a little help from, they might need a little help from medicine or a little help from practitioners, but, you know, they should be sort of the ones driving, the ship, I say.
1: <laughs> that was such a beautiful message. I could not agree with you more. Heather, we're getting ready to wrap up, but I would like to know is there anything else that you'd like listeners to know about you or women's pelvic health or <laughs> intuition or anything else that you'd like to share with us?
2: Yeah, I mean, so I find that women, you know, overall, we're the largest consumers of healthcare, but part of the reason that we are is because, you know, we go to many practitioners, and we don't feel heard, and we don't feel listened to, and I just want women to know that there are people out there who can help you that understand what you're going through, and they'll be there for you in in a whole way with with you leading the direction of your care, so.
1: That's such a beautiful message. Heather, thank you so much for being here this was such a fun and enlightening conversation if you all want to learn more about heather and her work i will have all of her information in the summary notes and if you are located in connecticut i definitely recommend a visit to heather if you can get into her very busy waiting list so heather thank you again so much and namaste thank you so much for tuning in i hope that you gain strength clarity and growth from today's episode for more information and to submit a topic that you'd like to see addressed in a future episode please visit my website victoriashawintuitive.com where you'll find the resources to help you step into your power and awaken your own inner wisdom
0: find out how to connect with nature as a powerful source that supports health and well-being I'm Dina Salisi, and on my podcast, Your Healing Garden, I go on location to talk with artists, authors, healers, teachers, and much more to explore how nature supports us in creating healthy, vibrant lives. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network. In shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.